Today's show sponsor is Kingdom Builders. Kingdom Builders creates opportunities for holy encounters for women. Their latest project is My Father's Garden, and I just want to share a little bit from this beautiful piece. Imagine that you have the capability to help a friend in such a way that her life is transformed. You are able to guide her down a path where she finds freedom from the negativity she hears in the silence of her own thoughts. She has confidence in who she is as the woman of God. She stands strong in her unique design and bears the burdens of life knowing that she can find rest with her Savior. Your friend would be eternally grateful for what you have done for her. In my father's garden, you have that friend and the woman being transformed is you. My father's garden is a place where we learn to love ourselves as God loves us and see ourselves as God sees us. We see that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. And Heather had the joy of speaking at their conference in October, and she met the ladies who created this program, and she testifies to the fact that they are on a mission, and they are committed to walking with women in the light of God's love as He unveils their worth and authority. To purchase My Father's Garden or to learn more about Kingdom Builders, go to their website, buildingthroughhim.com. Use Abide 2021 to receive free shipping. That's buildingthroughhim.com. Hi, and welcome to season 10 of the Abiding Together podcast. We are so excited to have you with us this season. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. We talk about our life with Christ. We talk about big things, small things, beautiful things, sorrowful things. We laugh, we cry. You'll fit right in. (laughs) You are most welcome here, so please Grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bitings Together podcast, which can also be seen on our YouTube channel. And happy Advent. Happy Happy Advent. Advent. Happy Advent, y'all. Even though we're not recording this in Advent, it's Advent. (laughs) I know. We have a cute little... Yes. Yeah, Advent wreath. We're in season. Yeah. Just hope the world doesn't end before. Yeah. We'll throw all this before. We'll edit that (laughs) in. I don't think anybody will care about this video. (laughs) (laughs) But instead, happy Advent. Let's keep going. (laughs) And I love love what everybody at Spirit Juice Studios did for building us a little set and making it all Advent-y and just the beauty of it. And you guys are all glammed up. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what's up? Mm -hmm. It's time for... Yeah. We have a number. We've been getting pampered. Yeah, we love it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been very nice. It has been very nice. So we are going to continue our four-part series. We've been doing a four-part series on daughter and then sister, and then we're going to take a little break from the identities, and we're going to delve into a—I'm just holding this hand. We're going (laughs) to delve into a four-part series on Advent. And um, maybe what we can do is we'll have Michelle kind of talk about your—this was your baby in that regard, this vision of— because we had a couple of different ideas for Advent, and then you settled on one that we're like, ooh, Heather and I were like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So do you want to share with everybody about that, and we'll launch into it? When we originally did the Four Women Doctors of the Church, that series, which was really powerful, the Restore the Beauty, it really came after the pre-scandal, mm-hmm. the one one of the brief scandals mm-hmm. that broke. And so when mm-hmm. we were praying about this Advent, we had already had, we were going to do something with the litany of Mary, different titles of Mary. And we really loved that. We felt like that was it. But then the more we prayed into it, there was something that just wasn't flowing. We mm-hmm. weren't in the flow. And then we went, I was praying about it and we went back to the vision of the four women doctors and how 
that um, series even came about was about all the nurses that were in World War II that were in the field hospitals. Mm. And they were the ones that doctors heal and doctors um, nurture mm -hmm. and doctors. But there was something powerful about the war nurses in World War II that were on the front lines. Mm -hmm. You know, in this bloody, messy war, they were the voices of care and nurture and healing and a deadly war, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just things have gotten darker in the last couple, year and a half, really last yeah, two years, definitely. things have gotten darker. It's just that need again for the healing and nurturing of the mm -hmm. doctors mm -hmm. and the healing and nurturing of our hearts. And I don't know about you, but I almost feel like there's like a dimmer and things are getting darker mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. But that is not a reason for fear. That's actually a reason for hope because as things get darker, light gets brighter. Mm -hmm. And that is our time for Advent, mm -hmm. a time for doctors and healing and a time for um, the light will not overcome. I mean, the darkness will not overcome the light. Mm -hmm. And so we are going back to our women, mm -hmm. the four women. Mm -hmm. So here we go, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I people have been commenting for a long time on that series, on yes. the women doctors of the church. and They kind of stalk us, I feel like, those four women, you know? <laughs> they do, They're yeah. stalkers, but anyway. And wasn't it, didn't, what else, who else did a women study the women doctors? Was it in Down? <clears throat> who else did a yes, study? Yes, they did a, a great study on the doctors. And may, mainly it was Hildegard and mm -hmm. some of the men doctors, but it's a beautiful, beautiful study because mm -hmm. Hildegard is not one that is well known. Mm -hmm. And she's actually prolific and brilliant yeah, and one of my favorites cool. oh mm -hmm. to read and so anything adele does is really mm -hmm. great mm -hmm. i think we've mentioned it before they're one on in um edith stein mm -hmm. it's probably one of the best that i've read mm -hmm. you know it's brilliant it's brilliant mm -hmm. so yes mm -hmm. that is great so we're going to talk today about hope and we have our first advent candle uh, lit and advent um i love the the latin even the latin root here advenire which means to come to so is the season encompassing our first, the four Sundays and weekdays that leading up to the celebration of Christmas. So some people are very strict about this. Like there are no Christmas hymns. There's no Christmas tree. I mean, some people are really very intentional about keeping the spirit of Advent, that it's purple. It's a penitential season actually mm -hmm. in the church. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a time of, you know, not like Lent, but it's a time of releasing things, of repenting, of being purged, of mm -hmm. turning away from the world and turning toward Christ and preparing our hearts in quiet. And I remember our founder of our community would often speak about the quietness of Advent and making sure that our hearts are quiet mm -hmm. so that we can receive yeah so that we can receive the Lord. And so I thought we would have two. I'm going to spring this on you right now because as you're talking, I was thinking of Isaiah 61, mm -hmm. the what we're going to read from the Old Testament, but I was also thinking the prologue <laughs> of the Gospel of John. Oh, yeah. And so we maybe oh, we can do that. two weeks of with Isaiah and then two weeks of the prologue of the Gospel of John, which is, really, which is really which yeah, is really stunning. Yeah. So let's go ahead and let's just read from Isaiah 61, and this is verses 1 to 3. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Even for the display of his splendor, like the oaks of righteousness and the oil of gladness and like the preparation, like mm -hmm. this is the good news. <clears throat> like, this is the good news that... 
as dark as the world is, the light never has, and it never will overcome it. Mm-hmm. It never will. So yeah. what about for you, Heather? What are some things that you're noticing in your heart as we kind of jump into this place? Well, that scripture in particular has really become a life scripture for mm-hmm. me. Like I remember <clears throat> being in a personal time of prayer. It was probably like around like 1999 or something like that. And I, or 98, I can't remember exactly. And I remember just that scripture coming to mind, the Lord led me there in my prayer, and I had never really heard it before, Mm -hmm. read it before myself. And it struck me so deeply. Like, I just felt the Holy Spirit's presence, like, very strongly, like, Mm -hmm. pay attention to this, Heather. And there's been that, I feel like that voice of God in my life at at a few, like, very pivotal moments where Mm -hmm. he said, pay attention, this Mm -hmm. is bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being like, whoa. And so I, I was really praying with that scripture and like, wow, Lord, like, this is you, like, you have come to, like, all these things, and please come to me. And then Pope John Paul II, going into the Jubilee year, announced this as kind of like the driving mm-hmm. scripture for that year. And I was yeah. like, whoa, like this yes. is just aligning on like this yeah. is bigger than yes, me. You know, like it was big. like a whoa. Mm-hmm. And we got married in the year 2000. So that oh. scripture was a part of our wedding as oh. well. But I would say now I look back and I'm like, I didn't even have a clue, even though I knew just the unfolding of that in my own life as Mm -hmm. Jesus, as all of those things coming to me as a prisoner, like setting me free, being Mm -hmm. a light in my darkness, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, inviting me like to be one who displays his glory. And, and then in turn, like feeling that call ever more deeper in my own heart of like, and I too am called to be Christ mm-hmm. to the world. So mm-hmm. I'm called to, to bring, you know, freedom to the captives and all, but I can't do that until I've experienced that first myself. Yeah. And I think in the most dark times that we, and especially lately, that we've all been going through in the world, so much failure, so much disappointment, so much heartache, suffering, and and darkness, um, and sin. Yeah, all I keep clinging on to is Jesus as our hope. Yeah. Like, he is the one who will never fail, and the darkness mm-hmm. is not too dark for him. Yeah. You know, it Amen. is not too Amen. dark for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, uh, that's what's hitting me at first. So. Mm. So good. So good. And I think I go back to, we actually have it on a mug Mm. um, in our shop. The people who have hope live differently from Pope Benedict. Like you love it, that Mm -hmm. saying. But I, like I literally look at that mug almost at least once a week. I drink Mm -hmm. a a cup of coffee out of it in the morning. And that it's just like something I really cling to. Like when Mm -hmm. I'm clinging to my coffee, Mm -hmm. I cling to, okay, the people who have hope live differently. Mm -hmm. Am I living as a person of hope? Am I living where my... um, where my person is rooted in the person mm-hmm. who is hope, mm-hmm. the Trinity who is hope. Am I, you know, doing that? Because I feel right now like that some areas do feel hopeless, you know, but I have to trust against trust, you know, have faith against, like, just trust, even when I cannot see it, mm-hmm. you know, the things unseen mm-hmm. that the Lord is moving, doing, mm-hmm. and is still in control, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and his glory will be displayed. Yeah. His glory will be displayed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, and Advent really is a season of great hope. Yes, we've talked about it before in our different series on Advent. We've had a lot over the last several mm-hmm. years. Just you Girl, know, we're in season ten. I know. I mean, it's like, but like the especially our Advent series, like just the, the different ways yeah. it's unfolded. But we, we, we usually talk about how it's a season of hope and a season of light. Yes. Like, and the light yes. brings hope, and literally in the northern hemisphere, in the darkest time of the year, you know, mm-hmm. the, the brightest light comes to shine. And I was thinking of Saint Catherine of Siena, who you paired up uh, Michelle with hope, and with the first candle of of Advent, and just as we prepare to dive into this season. And um, the quote that you have from her is that she, you know that God is crazy in love with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
which is so great. And we think of, I think of St. Catherine of Siena, this fiery woman who loved so deeply and who lived like we do in a very broken time in the church, Mm -hmm. a broken time in the world. And she is somebody who spoke the truth in love and she loved Christ deeply and everything that she did came from this deep love of Christ. But she was one of the ones who convinced the the Pope to come back to Rome. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't even imagine the fracture in the church and the warring different sects in Italy at the time and the, the political factions in the church in France and all the, all the different places. And that would, you talk about being dismayed yes. and losing hope. Mm-hmm. But here's somebody who not only has hope, but she goes and actually implores the Holy Father to come back to Rome and she's, calling people to task with great love, but very, very seriously and very soberly saying, this is, we're not messing around with sin. She could smell sin on people. We are not messing around with sin. She'd tell people to repent, tell them to go to confession, tell them to convert. And it came out of a deep place of love for her. And what a sign of hope for people. Mm-hmm. And her words were so prophetic because yes. as we've really kind of rediscovered her again and and dove deeper into her with the Doctors of the Church series, mm-hmm. gosh, as we read through her words and her, the things that she said to the popes yeah. and just the things that she wrote, I'm like, this is true now. Like, yes. this is so true now. We need this voice now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who is God raising up now to mm-hmm. speak these words in the mm-hmm. church and to people and and to let those words penetrate our own hearts oh, yes. first, yes. you know, of course. But yeah, incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when we did the original series, The Doctors of the Church, we were gearing it more towards the scandal, the brokenness in the mm-hmm. church with the Pope not being back in Rome and all this kind of stuff. Like we kind of brushed over the facts when Catherine was living, the Black Plague was happening. Like this huge plague that was happening mm-hmm. that literally she spent most of her time at the beginning in a hospital mm-hmm. nursing people. Like oh, that was a beautiful that. thing. Like she was mm-hmm. a, like a mother, a nurse in mm-hmm. the hospital taking care of people. So even praying about the doctors this time, I'm like, oh my goodness, how fitting is that? Yeah. You know, and I was listening to... Uh, uh, talk and it was fascinating to me where this it was a um, actually a Protestant professor, a brilliant professor, but he was talking about that the world looks really dark right now and people are you know more of a doomsday thing. And he was saying the world has always been dark. Mm-hmm. The difference mm-hmm. is is that we can see it all now on social media, you know. And <laughs> yeah, he said like he's from England. He said, Do you mean so to tell true. my parents like that we're waking up in the middle of the night? Woken up in the middle of the night, taking to bomb shelters because they were getting bombed, mm-hmm. you know, by Germany, like all these different things in the middle of the night. Like if that was on Instagram now, like you would oh, be gosh. thinking, this is the worst thing. This like, but it's not that the world has gotten darker. Mm-hmm. I think it's that we're exposed to so much. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we're almost it's in like an assault. Yeah, yes. Is, like an is. assault to our senses, an assault. And not that we should be like just bury our head in the sand. Mm-hmm. But also we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, taking mm-hmm. a step back. I was telling you all like I was flying yesterday or two days ago. How long have we been here? I don't know. Uh, we're 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 for several weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> One that day when you were flying, whatever that was. Thank you, thank you. And so when I was flying, it happened right the day after, basically two days after Hurricane Ida had hit, and so we were still getting bands of the storm. Mm -hmm. And so the pilot that was driving us literally said, "Hey, I'm going to get you guys to Atlanta. Hold on." Like basically, we're going, and he made us open up our windows. And just, this is so great. This I is love this story. So like great. A preacher pilot. He was to- <laughs> totally. You could tell he loved flying, which I love. Yeah. Anyone that loves what they're doing, and he's like, "Open up your windows." He's like, "Look over to the right," and he said, "You could see that storm right there. That's like the last band or whatever." And he was using more technical terms. And he said, "Hold on, two or three minutes." And then we kept on, you know, going up higher. And he said, "Look, like you, br- we broke through the clouds, and it was like." The darkest thing and then all of a sudden pure sunlight and the clouds and things. They said, if you hold on and go up higher, the light is always there. 
And I'm like, if no, that is not a prophetic word for us in this mm-hmm. season. If you hold on and go up higher, yeah. Yeah. the light is always there. He's always there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I was thinking also of the transcending power of just the, of the good news. Yes. Like this, this Isaiah 61, that is the good news. Christ is the good news. Advent is the good news. And one of my friends, we were talking about kind of some of these realities. One of my friends was pointing out that in the past, news, when things happened, you didn't have instantaneous knowledge of it. Yes. So something would happen. But you would find out, like, the horse, the, the male guy on horse would come and bring you, like, a sealed little letter, like, in Pride and Prejudice, you know, on a yeah. silver tray. And you'd be like, yeah. oh, a week ago, somebody died. You know, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it was a month ago, or you heard about a war, or the Black Plague. or I mean, so this person died. And so there was, like, a bit of a distance from it. And you couldn't see yes. all the graphic details. And you just think of, like, the impact of news, of, of what that does that we can, mm. you know, people were on the ground in Afghanistan filming the horrendous things that were happening. Like, and you were seeing it in live. And so, I mean, it's in just, real time, yes. it's hard to even, so it's like this traumatization of, of the suffering of this magnified across the world of something that people all share in, which it's not necessarily bad, but I was just thinking of that reality of it can be like an addiction, like the addiction to the darkness, addiction to this, whereas the good news uh, comes mm. in the darkest places, but it emanates outward and it, it continues to emanate forth, that it's not something that's like, oh, what, what's the next thing? You know, okay, I consume that on social media and I'm done with that. Or this, the news cycle is so quick, right? The thing that seems like the biggest thing a day later, they don't even mention it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so people get lost in the shuffle. But the, the good news of Christ it has emanated through all eternity and is still to this day is, is like the oil of gladness. It's like the gentle. It's like it is Christ coming in the darkness, being born a baby, being born poor and naked, being born in a stable. It's such a different thing than the sensational, like in your face, do something about it right now in, in, in that regard of, you know, of, of, of what, what's happening to us, like the assault upon our hearts many times. Mm. Yeah, and I, I do believe that that's a big part of why so many people now are suffering from depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, we're not made for this. We're not yeah. made to carry as human beings and people who are sensitive and especially part of the feminine genius of women, like the sensitivity to people, to situations, um, to heart, mm-hmm. to harm, to hurt. Yeah. Like, I just think we're not made for this to hear this many traumatic events happening all throughout our day in real time because it's not just one thing. It's usually 10 things Mm -hmm. in a day. Plus you have your own life that's like happening right before your eyes. And I think, yeah, it's taking a toll on people's hearts more than we can understand. And Mm -hmm. it's not as if, you know, there's, okay, we'll give you this for 30 seconds and we're going to have a commercial break and just preach the good news about Jesus Christ and how he's (laughs) still on the throne and he still reigns Mm -hmm. and and that he is with the poor and the broken and close Mm -hmm. to us there. Like the it's it's not even compared. Like you can't compare the two messages that are coming out in the world. Yeah. There's no balance in this. So if we don't seek out Jesus as our hope, Jesus, the truth of Jesus as the light in the darkness, who has come to set the captives free, if mm-hmm. we aren't um, intentionally seeking that out, having that proclaimed like into our hearts, like mm-hmm. at, in mass, like during this Advent season, always the readings are incredibly beautiful. You know. Mm-hmm. But to allow that to be preached in our hearts, but for us also to proclaim that, then, yes. yeah, I mean, we're going to be at a huge deficit if we mm-hmm. continue that way. And and I don't think we can maintain mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. not sustainable. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can maintain it and it's not sustainable. And I think that this Advent, like you were saying, it is a hidden time. Mm-hmm. It is a quiet time. It's a time of preparation. So how do we prepare our hearts? Like in the words of St. Catherine yeah, of Siena, that That's so great. I love when it. she says, um, Uh, The love of Christ embraces all without exception. Fire of love, crazy over what you have made. Mm 
oh, divine madman. That's <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy love. I remember this is one of my favorite quotes. And I remember Bishop Barron wrote a, um, a meditation on it. Mm-hmm. And or someone wrote a meditation on it for Word on Fire. And they used the Beyonce song, Crazy in Love. Oh, oh yeah. Cute. <laughs> and I remember thinking about it. That's how, you know, he's crazy in love with us. Mm-hmm. Like he's so crazy in love with us mm-hmm. that he sent his son to take on flesh and blood. And he mm-hmm. sent his son to take on our wounds. And he sent his son to incarnate himself in flesh to save us mm-hmm. because he was crazy in love. And yeah. it is a madman. Yeah. You know, but when people are in love, they do crazy they things. Do. <laughs> Isn't that true? I mean, my husband and I were talking about how, like, we would stay up on the phone to all hours of the night. Like, sometimes you fall asleep just to listen to the person breathe. <laughs> like, come on. Now we're like, okay, baby, I got to go to bed. I'm you're so like, tired. Yeah. You're like, I love uh, you, but. Good night. Exactly. <laughs> but you're like, oh, you know. That, but, like, you do those things when you're crazy yeah. in love. You travel. You go to yes. any lengths, distances, because, mm-hmm. oh, you just need to be so close to, the, you know. I mean, like. We would drive somewhere like crazy hours just to be five hours with one another, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just to have that kind of thing. But that's how he feels about us. But one thing my spiritual director always reminds me, he said, the quieter you get when you enter into solitude and you enter into silence for solitude, mm-hmm. he said, especially, he said, especially a woman's soul expands. Mm-hmm. It becomes great and it becomes vast. And then a mentor asked that I just really love, asked me the question, like, it was a question to gauge your life. So she said, Michelle, you need to always at, constantly ask your question, is my um, my own person, my marriage, my family good news to the world? Oh. Mm. Say that again. It said, is my mm-hmm. person, is my marriage, is my family good news to the world? Mm. Not perfect news, mm-hmm. but good news to the world. And if it is not, why? What needs to be redeemed? What needs to be restored? Where is it in that process? Mm-hmm. Are you in the process mm-hmm. of That's the so resurrection? Mm-hmm. Like, are you on Good Friday? Are you on mm-hmm. Holy Saturday just waiting? Mm-hmm. Are you in a resurrection period? Mm-hmm. But where it is like, because that it needs to be, it needs to be, the good news has to be personal. Mm-hmm. It has to be personal. Advent has to be personal. He came for you. Mm-hmm. He came for each one of us. And he would have come if it was only us, mm-hmm. you know, and that is, that's good news, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard too that some people give up something for Advent, mm-hmm. like yeah. not in the same because way it's as Lent. Time. Same way. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I was yeah. like, wow, like there's some things that I haven't considered before. And yes. I think because often Advent feels very busy to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, busy in school things mm-hmm. and plays mm-hmm. and, you know, all, parties, all the Christmas parties, like, like all that kind of and, stuff. And, yep. Yeah. So you're like, okay, like life is happening and it doesn't mean you have to cancel everything that's going on. But how in the midst of that can we still make space, like make room, like have something that creates longing Mm -hmm. within our hearts Mm -hmm. that we're maybe depriving ourselves of for a time so that we can feel the longing, which is really supposed to be like the longing for the Savior, you know, Mm -hmm. just meditations within that even if you are going out and and you have busy things to do, that you can still maintain that inner place with the Lord, the secret place Mm -hmm. where you are opening wide the door to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. Yeah, we have to do that. We were talking a, a few episodes in our our show about we can't control everything, but what's something we can do? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what is something we can do mm-hmm. that keep that intention in our heart? Make a good confession this yeah. Advent. Make yeah. a good oh, yes. confession. Good holy making confession. Some room. It's making some room. Yeah. And, and unlike anything else, we're gonna mm-hmm. do that is prepare him room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, so it's not just. I mean, we go to confession often, but you know, we talk about Lent. But holy cow, make a good confession this Lent. A lot of places do have penance services at your mm-hmm. local parishes. Just go to mm-hmm. your local priest, make a good confession, uh, make time for silence where we're carving out some more time for silence. And to, like our founder was saying, just to to travel with Joseph and Mary, 
to travel with them in this last month and to travel with them to Bethlehem and to to really ask Jesus to to quiet our hearts and to fill us with the hope of his love. And that's how we live differently. Yes. Otherwise, it's so easy to be a consumer and everything. And then Christmas Day happens. And then the next day, the Christmas tree's out in the front yard. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, what's next? Yeah. And that's not, there's the October Christmas and there's a Christmas season. Yeah. It's just like yeah. the church is so much more for us, I think, than we even understand or are able to absorb. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to really to do that, we have to prepare our hearts well. So, O come, O come, Emmanuel. So mm -hmm. the God with us can come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of the easiest times to enter into yes, to the season, yeah, into the mystery, yeah. and yeah. to these themes like the darkness, the light, even uh -huh. the Christmas lights in yep. the darkness, like mm -hmm. the quiet, the stillness, mm -hmm. if you're in a place that, where there's snow, like oh, when the yeah. quiet comes of the snow, like just those little things, the gentleness of the season. Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to enter in. And I think all three of us, it's become our favorite. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think Lent used to be, but I'm less hardcore. Now. I, wish, I wish we could talk about that later. Why some people like, what's wrong with you? People like Lent. I mean, I don't. It's, I do it. It's important, but I, I wish I Lent. Because you don't get a blanket, Lent. Like, oh. I don't think you get a blanket. It gets cozier. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But we can enter in even when we know, well, I've done this before. There's always something new. And every season, you're a yep. different person encountering oh, the, maybe yes. the same message. But, oh, but when the Holy Spirit's on that, like, it can hit you really differently. So. Yeah. And what you were just saying, sister, like, mm -hmm. the. Um, like going through the season in a rush, mm -hmm. but really like if you rush the season, you miss the richness Oh yes, mm -hmm. of the season. Mm -hmm. Like you don't rush a rich meal or something good, mm -hmm. you savor, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and there's a richness in this liturgical season mm -hmm. that we have to savor and that we have to experience. And I think for whatever that is, like it is a season of fasting, but is it a season to fast from something that's distracting? So you can really savor the richness of the mm -hmm. season. It's mm -hmm. not a season like, it's not a fasting to give up. It's an invitation to mm -hmm. enjoy yeah. the richness of the season, to mm -hmm. enter in fully in a deeper way, you know, mm -hmm. and to see, like we've said before in our Advent season, what does the Holy Spirit want to birth in you this season? Yeah. He's always doing something new. Mm -hmm. You're coming as a different person, a different time. Mm -hmm. You know, how is he going to expand our hearts? Mm -hmm. How is the man, madman yes. going to love us madly mm -hmm. and crazily in this season of Advent this year? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah, the particular presence I was thinking of even um, as we kind of finish this episode of even just the small things of as you make Christmas cookies with your kids, it's like putting your phone away and just being present to them mm -hmm. and just making cookies together or just talking about your day and what happened. And let's go for a walk. And if, you know, if it's still fall or whatever, let's go for a walk. Let's bundle up. Let's just go for a walk and let's just have some good conversation where it's not so scattered. But the really the small things that are enjoyed uh, can be savored. And I think those are the things that we as we go more deeply and we ask for for Christ to open his heart up for us, that's what brings hope, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I really think like, especially if you have children, it's a great time to start introducing little traditions oh, yes. that you have, Advent traditions. So you can start that, you know, this being the first week of Advent, like mm -hmm. I love that book um, by Ann Voskamp. Mm -hmm. yes. And it's yeah. like a daily devotion with, mm -hmm. like it's a big picture book that your mm -hmm. kids can go through with About you. the Jesse tree, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. So good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, other little things you can do, little devotions and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. But I think that's important. And it's oh, it important is. to draw children in and they, mm -hmm. you know, have the wonder mm -hmm. of the season as mm -hmm. well, but they can teach us too, but that we can teach them. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Yeah. 
Yeah, so here we go. Here we go into Advent. So Heather, would you like to share with us your one thing for this first week of Advent? I'm going to grab my one thing. You go start sharing. Oh, Michelle has to grab her one. This is exciting. She's like an overachiever right here, people. All right, we just have have little hands. We're just little. Um, The little hands are still here. (laughs) (laughs) They're still here. My one thing is an Advent playlist that I made just to to help everybody on their journey this Advent to enter into the season to just offer some prayerful song reflections on waiting and on the season of Advent. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michelle. So mine is, you can even see it from the video. It's <gasps> called Seeing Christmas. And it's a, by oh, a really good you. friend of mine, Karen Stacy. but it oh. fits perfectly with our theme. Basically in the rush and the hurry of Christmas to stop and see the things that are important. Like to stop oh, to cute. see the light of Jesus. It's such a great, and I'm a big children's book fan. So mm-hmm. like anything that you can have for that. So it is called Seeing Christmas by Karen Stacy, And mm-hmm. I... Um, we'll put the link in our show notes. Can you read it to us later? Heather and I can gather. I, yes. I need mm-hmm. that. Yes. Be all cozy. Especially <laughs> now that we're in Advent. Uh-huh. Um, my one thing for the week is a book that's finally out. I've been talking about it. It's the book called Be Restored by Dr. Bob Schutz. And you talk about a book oh that gosh, is deep, so but also brings hope of, of healing, especially in the area of broken and brokenness and sexuality. If you're looking to really make a deep dive, it's not the book about Advent by any means, but it's if you're looking for something like, I want to read something really mm-hmm. deep and spend some time in healing this Advent season, I would highly recommend the book be restored. I cannot wait for just the the level of freedom and healing it's going to bring and the immense hope of Christ in the areas of some of our deepest brokenness, his light, the light of Christ shines so deeply. So be restored by Dr. Mm-hmm. Bob Schutz. I'm so proud of him. And just, yes. this is his life work uh, mm-hmm. easily. It's mm-hmm. it's just really great. So, so good. good. Yeah. So happy Advent, friends. Um, make sure you get an Advent wreath and make that part of your tradition and maybe a little Advent calendar where with your kids, you open up the door every day. Maybe there's some That's chocolate my favorite. inside. Do you still have one? Yeah, yeah. we do it still <laughs> every year. Yeah. <laughs> it might just be it. for me at this point. I know. But it's okay. So it's okay, Mama. Yeah. And once again, we'll just read the quote from St. Catherine of Siena. The love of Christ embraces all without exception. Fire of love, crazy over what you have made, O divine madman. Oh, divine madman. So we just pray, Lord, that at this first week of Advent, that you would set up a crush in our hearts, that you would help us make room for you, that we would prepare a soft bed for you to come and rest. We pray that you would open up the spaces in our hearts in a very, very deep and holy way. We pray for a blessing upon all of our families, all the people that we are on the journey with and our, our whole listener community. We just thank you, Lord, for being the light in the darkness and, and the hope of all of our hopes. And we just ask that you be with us during this time in a very special way, Lord. And we make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Catherine of Siena, pray, pray, for for us. pray for us. All right. Happy Advent, y'all. Until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. 
If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.